I'm Cece and this is Spela Golf. Hey Annie, did you have your Diet Coke this morning? Yes. <laughs> what time is it? Uh, 9 a.m. I can't spread it out. I mean, at least, okay, at least I've gotten better. I'll have just like one can a day. Well, and to be fair too, we start our golf lessons at 5.30. So 9 a.m., I mean that's literally that's, like five hours. I know, after and we I'm waking up, up because I'm wake. I know, and I'm waking up at like four twenty. I mean, I gotta leave. What when are you I do doing at four twenty? Well, if our lessons at five, okay, it depends. At four, because I live in Mesa, and so I'm a half hour away. If our lessons at five thirty, I gotta leave at like four forty-five, so I can be on time. If the lessons even at six, I gotta leave at five twenty. I always had like to leave forty minutes. I want to be on time. When have no, I, I ever been that. late? Girl, you've been late to a lesson by maybe once. By one minute, I'll be tracking time. And I'm like, hmm, I have never, she's not here. ever, ever you been were, late for a lesson. You were late. Remember? Like no, last remember. week, you were late. You were like, oh, I couldn't find my water bottle. Okay, fine. <laughs> that is the one time <laughs> you were late. Yeah. Oh, But okay, that's not a habit for me because I really dislike people that are late. Yeah. I can't stand it. Yeah, I'm not. I'm like, if late. you're five minutes early, you're still late. Yeah. Yeah, it's always, I like being early. Anyways, how was your week? Um, It was pretty good. Um, I didn't really do anything big, honestly. I know I kind of had a boring week. I'm really struggling thinking of a highlight. I played, we had a lesson this past week, and I hit the ball really well, like down the fairway. Is that that's a highlight? That's a highlight? Of course it's a highlight. Any fairways in regulation is a highlight. <laughs> <laughs> at least it's more than two <laughs> Stop. that's happened in the past <laughs> oh anyways okay let's just jump to your highlight of the week what a okay well this is what we were talking about like i have such an easy time to come up with highlights and i don't know what that that's about but my highlight is we talked about how i started these junior camps back in 2018 and it's now 2023. <laughs> I had to think about it for a second. Um, so five years in and I started. So we separate the golf camps by age. So we do age nine and under and then age 10 and over. So they have different instructors, different groups, different structure to their to their camps. And I mean, five years ago, I'm teaching like little five-year-olds and six-year-olds. And this year I was teaching the first two weeks. And then now my assistants are, or the other instructors are taking over for the rest of the summer. Um, and I just see these little kids that are not that little anymore. And I just, first of all, again, I feel very old because I really don't feel like I age. But when I see these kids, I'm like, <laughs> oh, wow, like you were so little and now you're like in the 10 and over. And then I actually had um, two girls that I teach. And they were asking if they could help with the little kids camp. And they used to be in the little kids camp. Oh, my gosh. And I remember. I remember both of them when yeah. I'd help you. I was like, oh, my gosh. She was like seven. They were children. Like, yeah. Like uh, little itty bitty ones. Mm -hmm. um, so that was my highlight because I just love. I just feel so fortunate that I can be in their lives for this long. Um, and I know that's like super corny and all that. But I don't know. It just makes me really happy that I can be a part of. A part of their life, even if it's, you know, golf. I just call myself their golf mom. Yeah. And I love it. Uh, anyways, that was my highlight. So in today's episode, 
we're going to talk a little bit about etiquette rules. So you wrote down a few. I wrote down a few. <laughs> and it turns out that most of them were pretty similar. Yeah. First one, pace of play. That one's that one's always been a big rule I focused on because I'm a fast golfer. Like I cannot stand sitting and waiting for 10 minutes. I don't know. I just get a little bit impatient. But I try and do really? stop. <laughs> I at least okay, when it comes to pace of play, I don't I don't know exactly what they recommend for how many minutes. I mean, when you show up to a course, it sometimes shows like on the golf cart. This round should be done in approximately like four hours. That's sometimes what pops up. Yeah. And I like I like that. I like how they put that out. But for pace of play, I think I have learned, um, for example, if you're on the tee box and they're on the green, you're at a pretty good pace. If you're on their tail, like, oh, I'm sitting in the fairway and they're on the green, like that's being right on them. Like, I guess that's how I usually take it. And then if there's someone that's on the green and you're still on the tee box and someone else is on the next hole in the green, that's way too slow. That's how I feel like with pace of play. And if you've already reached double par, it's par four, you've hit the ball eight times or more than that, you might as well just pick it up. How many times did you hit the ball when you were a beginner? Oh, <laughs> uh, it's like, I don't know, 15 times probably. Did you <laughs> pick, pick it up after 10? <laughs> Maybe, it probably. Yeah, I should have. But in high school, I, was, I wish they would have done that in high school. It would have saved, you know, six hour rounds in 110 I degree weather. I do agree with that. I, like, think, I think there is a there's a time and place for everything. Um, but yeah, in high school, they should do double par. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. But this is what, okay, so the USGA rule says it is recommended that you make a stroke in no more than 40 seconds. However, the committee may establish pace of play guidelines that change th this time. And so what I want to bring to this conversation is I hear you. I hear what you're saying and picking up the golf ball. I hear that. But I teach so many different levels and if you, if you are a beginner, you feel some type of stress that, okay, I have to play fast and everyone is like, they're rushing me and this and that and da, 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 da. And I'm not saying like, take 40 seconds, like don't stand there with a stopwatch and take 40 seconds per shot. Um, but I do think that if you can learn to use other people's time, so if you know that you are one of the slower players on the green, do not start your routine when it is your turn. Please take up the other person's time. So when they're doing their routine and when they're lining up and when they're getting ready to hit, you should already like know like what you are about to do. So does that make sense where yes. if you and I are playing and you're just hanging out looking at bunnies and like get sidetracked by things, right? <laughs> yeah. Then it's obviously going to take longer. And I also know that there's other rules like you shouldn't step in people's lines and you shouldn't do this. You shouldn't do that. Like we'll talk more about that. But yeah, like use other people's time. I always try to push like the girls that I teach and the boys too. But, you know, just try to tell them even on the tee box, like when you go up to the tee box you should have, like everyone in the group should have their club, their ball, their tee ready to go. 
it's ready golf. That's what in tournaments they'd be like, hey, guys, we can do ready golf because usually in tournaments, you know, whoever got a part, you know, whoever's in the lead on the next in like real tournaments, like on the cactus tour, mm -hmm. sometimes it would be, oh, if you got a birdie, of course, you always go first or part, you know, but who's ever in the lead. So that's it's honors. Honor. Okay. So if there's three people in the group and one of you makes a birdie and the other one makes par, then the birdie goes first on the next hole. Yes. Now, if that's like the same thing again happens on the next hole where the same person gets a birdie and then the next person gets a birdie and the third one gets a par, it's still the one that went first on the previous hole that goes because you're still in the lead. Got it. So it's always honors. And that's honors. in a tournament. And yes. That is the rule or like the etiquette rule. And some people really love to stick to the rules, which is fine. I uh, I agree with that. Yeah. Because it's like an honor thing, right? But if you agree as a group that, okay, are you guys, are you okay with ready golf? Then yes. But everyone has to agree with okay. that. And you can't yeah. be mad if someone is like, I don't agree with that. Then oh, no, that's, that's how they fine. Feel. It's fine. And yeah. most of the tournaments I played in was ready golf. Like, because you just, it's, it's, you know, I don't know, but it depends. So, yeah. but yeah. Well, and I think like for ready golf and pace of play and all that, like taking other people's time and using their time to get ready and then just be ready. You know, if you're playing ready golf, because this is, <laughs> this is what I run into a lot. And I tell my high school girls this all the time. And I tell them, okay, listen, get ready on the tee box. Don't be a circle, be a square. I don't want to hear, hey, do you want to go first? Oh, I don't care. Oh. Do you want to go first? Like you already wasted your 40 seconds, but you need to be a leader. Yeah. So be a square. I'm going to go first. All right. I'm going to go second. I'm going to go third. I'm going to go fourth. And then we already have our order. It wasn't that hard. You're going to go at some point. So it doesn't really matter when you go if you decide to play ready golf. Um, but that's what I tell them all the time. Don't be circles. Be a square. Get ready. When it's your turn, like you need to be ready. You can't just like, oh, I need to drink some water. I need to clean my club. Like you should have done that before. Like you should be ready when it is your turn. Yes. So anyways. Next one. So I was going to ask you yes. about golf attire because okay. I know you used to work at a private club back in New Jersey, right? Yes. Yeah. And so I'm curious, like, what exactly were those rules? Because you're an instructor, like, at a public course now, like, what do you think is the biggest differences between public and private? Or are there things that are the same? Um, the biggest difference is I worked at a private golf course in New Jersey and we had uniforms. So that, that was like the first difference. Um, the instructors, because we were not only instructors, we worked in the golf shop and we were tournament directors and everything. We did everything. So we were technically just assistants doing everything. Um, so we had uh, uniforms and we were matching uniforms Monday through Saturday. No, Tuesday through Sunday. Um, but it needed to be like for, it needed to be collar. So you had to wear a collar. And men had to wear pants. So they had to wear pants. They couldn't wear shorts. And for me, I was not allowed to wear a skirt or shorts that were like higher than two inches from the knee. Oh. So that was the rules for the, um, for the private course. But they also like gave us the uniforms that they wanted us to wear. But that wasn't, 
that wasn't only for us golfers though. So like for anyone that worked at that private course, if it was in the restaurant, like no one walked around in like shorts or skirts, like it was pants and it was dress shirts. It was, I mean, it was very fancy. Very professional. It sounds very, like. I, I think so. Yeah. I mean, I agree with that. I think, I think that you, mm, how would I say this? Like, I think by what you are wearing, you are given your first impression. And then also if you are in like any type of business or whatever, like, I don't know. I just, I just like clothing and I think it, it can be respectful clothing and it can be disrespectful clothing. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And, you know, now when I work at a public course, like there's so many, like I can go on and on and on about the difference between private and public course and what I like and what I don't like and this and that. And because there's always, I don't think no matter what you do, there's going to be things that you like and there's going to be things that you dislike about it. Um, so you're never going to find a place where you're like a hundred percent happy. I mean, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like there's going to be things that you get annoyed by or whatever. Mm -hmm. um, I appreciate the fact that at a public course that I work at, I can wear athletic wear and that's totally fine. But when do you know when you can wear that and not wear that? And I guess like the thoughts that I run into lately is, is it okay for me as an instructor to wear athletic wear because then that sends a message to everyone that I teach that it's okay to wear athletic wear. Yeah. And by athletic wear, I mean like non-collared shirts, um, razorbacks, mm -hmm. you know, tank tops. Yeah. Um, and I think that's very interesting because where where is the line, right? Like when you go and play a golf course, you should look up what the dress code is, kind of like when you go to a restaurant. Because at the private course that I was working, you were not allowed to wear jeans. You could not wear cargo pants. Um, your shoes had to be cleaned. Like there was a lot of rules. And I was the one that had to go up to guests of members you to had a tell dress them. code like no it was a dress code the, yeah but yeah. did you have to report people yes. like if they were not wearing i had sound to, like the principal no like yeah. i had to kick them off the golf course oh and for me to go up to them and say hey like you have to wear this type of pant or you know you can't wear jeans like you and i don't know but, but i kind of like it mm -hmm. you know yeah i do and I agree. I see that too, especially at private clubs. Torion is the same way. Yeah. You got to wear nice attire. There was one time at a range, I remember a guy was just wearing a t-shirt and shorts and one of the workers came to him and be like, hey, you can't wear this here. It's, there's etiquette. And so it's good. And then there's some public courses that you could show up in shorts and a t-shirt and it's totally fine. Yeah. Well, and I, I appreciate that too. Because I'm like, I mean, for us ladies, like most of the golf attires, they're literally made out of spandex. Yeah. And so we're walking around in pajamas all day. <laughs> you know, it's like, yeah. um, I mean, side note, when I was playing in college, it was like shorts with a button and it was cotton and it was khaki. And I was like, this is so uncomfortable. Yeah. And then, you know the clothing company started making like more comfortable clothes and stuff. And now, I mean, that's all we wear. It's just athletic skirts. And even like if it's a golf shirt, the material is way different than it was like 10, 15 years ago. Mm -hmm. um, 
but I had someone ask me the other day, like one of my, I can't remember who asked me, but someone was like, Hey, Cece, have you seen these new golf dresses? And it was just like the, what's it called? Like spaghetti strap, um, like the really thin strap. Like spaghetti straps, that's what we would call them. Yeah, yeah, spaghetti strap, like language barrier here, yeah. but spaghetti strap with like a razor back. And like my immediate response to that is like, oh gosh, no, I would never wear that because this is my profession. Like this is my job. And it would feel really weird. You yeah. Know? Like it's I'm not trying different. to make a fashion show. Yeah. Kind of, but not like a but professional. It's your job. Yeah. It's what you do. I know. And so I've been wearing these like tops that are like um covered, obviously. And and like I get like every year I get like new Nike and Adidas skirts. And yeah, yeah. we like those brands. Yeah, no, There's, they're awesome. Yeah. And I was caddying for one of my players in a USGA event and I was like, Hey, we need to get some matching shirts. <laughs> yeah. And one of my other players was wearing a brand called uh, Sunday Swagger. And I was like, girl, you look so cute in those shirts. And so I went online and I ordered us some matching shirts from uh, Sunday Swagger. Man, that's like the nicest golf shirt I've ever worn. Yeah. It is so comfy. It's so cute. And so I think honestly, after that tournament, I'm like, maybe I should just like spend some of my money and just it might get, be like, worth it because you can hang on to that shirt it's not like oh okay you know you can hang on to it for a while i agree and i feel because at first i'm like sometimes i feel like golf clothes and maybe this is like the old mindset too where golf clothes are like ugly and yeah. boring and yeah. like old lady mm -hmm. and i like refuse to get old because i'm always going to be young <laughs> no not really but you know what i mean though yeah. like i feel yeah. like like the material and like it gets so hot here and to wear something like cotton like we would like pass out i don't want to wear cotton yeah i think yeah you know so that's my take on just like golf attire but i think i'm gonna invest more in that sunday swagger brand because that was literally the nicest well now i gotta material. google it i gotta go to their website you, see should, what they you have. should i should oh, show gosh. you the shirt i want to see you can it. feel it well, they have all these like cute patterns too and stuff because that is one thing actually. Golf. So in my everyday life, and I know you feel this way too. In my everyday life, I wear black, gray, or white, or beige. That's literally the like that's like of my us. color scheme. Yes, yes, <laughs> and, black. But on the golf course, though, yeah, I feel like man, I can wear like bright orange, like yellow, green. Mm. You know, like it's like the one place where you can wear literally like any any color at all um would you agree with that yeah yeah i agree i like yeah i'm very i'm basic when it comes to golf clothes but i always search because you know there's i know they aren't sometimes floral and old lady i don't want to look old so i don't know why do you think floors is old lady i don't know i don't know it just depends i don't know because it's just old style out of style i don't know you don't want i don't know pineapples on your shirt no i can't do that <laughs> you don't want to match your skirt no 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 black i have black skirts black skirts white tops you know that's that is true with. you have like no patterns on your golf attire i know i know i'm a plain person sorry <laughs> sorry <laughs> <not> sorry <laughs> But yeah, that's mm. a lot of good stuff about golf attire. And so um, what do you think should be the third we talk about? Threaded rules? Because I had a lot. What do you think? 
for our last um, rule. Okay, so we talked about pace of play. We talked about golf attire. I have one story that I remember so clearly. You know how there's like some things that you just remember from like your childhood? Mm-hmm. And so um, when I lived in Sweden, we would travel to Spain a lot. So during like fall break, spring break, um, whatever, <laughs> we had an instructor in Spain and he would like set up our whole trip. So he would get us a rental car, he would get us like tea times and then we would have clinics and like dinners and lunch and it was like a whole like package. Mm-hmm. Um, so we would go there and we ended up doing it so much that the same people would do it. So I was always the youngest. It was like my parents and their friends, you know, and I was always the youngest. And I remember like I didn't I didn't love golf but I liked it. Mm-hmm. But I did love being in the sun and the heat and like going to Spain, obviously. And I know that sounds very bratty. Yeah. <laughs> but you know, it's Lay different out, in Europe. You well, know. it's like it's different in Europe because it's like a hundred bucks to like travel to a different country. Oh. And it takes like three hours and I go from like cold weather to like nice weather. Mm-hmm. Um, but anyways, thank you mom and dad for allowing <laughs> me to travel with you and see the world. Because a fun fact about me is actually... I had been to every part of the world by the time I turned 21. Into Europe, Asia, America. I've been to the Middle East. Well, what's like, your favorite? Even though that's such a like go, in your, like in Europe. Okay, in Europe, yes. But like, what's your favorite European? Like, beside, do you have a favorite uh, Europe? Or are you more Asia? Like, okay, so the in Europe. I mean, I love Spain, but mm-hmm. I do think that's because like we went there so much, so it just became like a. When's the like, last time you went to Spain? You never told me this. I no, didn't know I, this. Well, because I live here now <laughs> and I have to be an adult <laughs> and mom and dad is not paying for my plane tickets anymore. <laughs> um, no, it was when I still lived there. So when I was like 18, I think. Um, but I want to take my husband and kids there so bad. So I'm hoping next year we can go there and I can kind of show them that would be what so I was doing and stuff. But I do love Spain. And then um, we went to Australia and that was like, Wow. I mean, that's like paradise on earth. It was so, so pretty. The water was so blue. It was awesome. And then I was a part of the NCAA all-star team. And um, I traveled with nine or 10 other girls from different universities um, to Korea, Japan, and China. Yeah, those were the three countries. We were we were playing golf for five weeks. That is so cool. Yeah. It was awesome. And then when I met James, my husband, he had never left the country. And so the first time he left the country was to go to Sweden <laughs> to meet oh, my family. Oh, and it was so fun. funny. Yeah, it was so funny. I mean, at the time, like he played in the NFL. So he got us like first class tickets. And I've been going back and forth to like Indiana to Sweden and obviously like getting like a regular ticket and he got his first class tickets and I was like, oh my gosh, I get to eat dinner on a silver plate. Like, this is really cool. <laughs> I like this. I can get used to this. Um, but anyways, and then when we got married, I was like, I was like, where do you want to go for your honeymoon? Because I, I really don't care. Like, you tell me where you want to go. Oh, yeah. And he was like, I really want to go to Tokyo. And I was like, okay. So it turns out this guy learned Japanese by watching Japanese cartoons when he was a kid. Dang. So he spoke fluent Japanese. Oh my gosh. Yeah. I was like, yeah. That was like on the back of his like football card in college, like a secret talent. 
it was yeah. him speaking Japanese. Because I think in an earlier episode, didn't you say he learned Swedish through watching? Oh yeah, shows? he learned Swedish by watching like cartoons with cartoons. our kids. Okay, yeah, that's how he learned languages. So I guess you can learn languages that way. Um, but anyway, so that was he wanted to go to Tokyo. So for our honeymoon, we went to Tokyo, and it was, it was really, really awesome. That's um, so fun. So, anyways. With that said, I kind of forgot what we were talking about. Uh, etiquette rules. Etiquette rules. <laughs> Sorry. I just wanted to know. It's so cool. I know. I'm uh, getting to know you too so much. Um, what was the etiquette rule we were talking about? Oh, the story. So when oh, we yeah. went to Spain. <laughs> yes. So yes. I was like really young. And I remember they like pair us up in different groupings. So like it's me and then my parents and all their friends. But the instructor was like, okay, you're playing with this person today and this person. So I was paired up with two men. And I didn't know any rules because I never really was taught any rules. And I remember we're on the putting green. So it was like on hole like two, like super early in the game. We're on hole two and I'm standing waiting on the green because it's someone else is up. And he stands up from his little posture and he was like, hey, you need to move over. You're directly in my line. And I was almost like offended by it because he was so like angry about it. Aggressive. Like yeah. super aggressive about it. Yeah. And so that was when I learned that even if you are behind the flag, you cannot stand in someone's line. Yeah. So you should never walk in someone's line or cross no. over in someone's line or even like jump over their line. But even behind the flag, you are not supposed to be directly in someone's line. Yes. Um, and I I will never forget that moment because I feel like he got so mad at me for doing that. For being in his line. For being in his line. Yeah. Um, but have you experienced anything on well, the green? Well, I was... Well, this was more of a question I was going to ask you about line. Yeah. I was like, okay, well, what if you're in a situation where it's a massive long distance putt and your like balls like right by the fact, can't you just like hop over? Isn't no. that fine? You ask. No, it's not no. fine. You can't just hop over. If, if you're playing tonight? with your friends, yes. Oh, okay. But until you like feel the vibe in your group, you should never cross okay. over anyone's line. Just stop take the walk lazy. around. Try it by yeah, <laughs> walk around. Lazy. My dad was asking that the other day and I was like, oh, I think you gotta walk all the way around. Okay, <laughs> okay Mr. Brown. <gasps> yeah. Like, you need to walk around Round. people's lines. Yes, yes. Do not cross over. You don't know who you're dealing with that day. Yes. Like, it can be <laughs> I know it depends. People get so mad. It's like you gotta ask too. Some people, you yes. know, it depends just always ask oh do you mind if i step in your line like it just depends what well something yeah. that happens a lot is like okay so we talk about pace of play and you have a long putt um and you make it like a foot from the hole like usually what you say is is it okay if i finish and if that person is saying like yes then you like really have to check where you put your feet yes and then it would be like okay if you're over someone's line but if that person said it was okay then you can do it, but don't That's assume that it. you can do it. And I think a good rule too, like when you meet people for the first time, if you're paired up with someone that you don't know, just kind of ask them like, hey, how do you feel about rules? Like, are you okay doing like ready golf? Like, do you feel okay with that? Or, and then yeah. at least you gave them like the option, right? Cause then they can say flat out like, no, I like the rules. Don't step in my life. <laughs> like, wow. You know? Yeah. Why not? Well, why not? Like yeah. if you don't ask, you won't know. And then you're going to be like annoyed. 
Yeah. But is there anything that you notice on the green that kind of like bugs you when you play with I think I just was thinking about this. Marking your ball is also pretty important because it it does irritate me at times if I'm at a long putt and the person, and sometimes it doesn't, but it, I, I really recommend always marking your golf ball because yeah. people are like, oh, I forgot my ball marker. I'm like, it's just a ball marker has got to become a habit, especially in high school when I was brand new to the game. I sometimes would forget that and then I'd have to like run back to my golf bag. Yeah. Even though there's magnetic ones you could put on your hat, you got to have backups. Like <laughs> I would literally have like five in my pot, just a few just to like, I'm a beginner. I got to make sure I mark my ball because that's the most important thing because there's yeah. the rules. If you don't mark the ball, you know, that's a whole and if you're different nervous rules. too. Like I remember too, when I was nervous and I would have one ball marker and then you're standing there and you can't find it. Oh, I know. Like, oh, I hate uh, that. Almost there. I know. Almost there. I know. I know. I, like, I would have like extra ones too. Yeah. <laughs> See, okay. I was like, I'm not the only one. I got to have extras. Even today when I go out and play, I still have like two to three in my pocket because who knows you got two pockets which one did you put it in because i'm so focused on the pot like one of my okay you know nice of you to throw that (laughs) yeah yeah yeah. so another thing with the marking too please don't mark with the t just go get a coin don't (laughs) mark with the t mark with a penny yeah (laughs) do anything anything flat but a t is just i don't know i'm not gonna say it's disrespectful but it's just like listen it's not the way to do it just get something flat yeah and then mark it but if you mark your ball and someone says hey can you move it because it's in my way you have to pick something like if you move it like a little club head like to the right or to the left you have to make sure that you're that you have a target that you or like a point where you're Yes. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I forgot about that. Yeah, like I did not learn that until literally in the middle of a high school tournament. I was like, yes. oh, how do I move this? Like I didn't know. Right. And exactly. Yeah. You don't yeah. know because you won't know until you know. Yes. You won't know until you actually like have that situation. But make sure if you need to move it over one to the left that you're pointing it at a tree so that you can put the ball back in the same exact spot when you put it back in play. Make sense? Yes. Yeah. Um, but other than that, what else? What else do we have? What What's other a good rules? etiquette rule that we have? Just don't. Uh, well, now I'm just thinking of caddy rules, and I'm like, that'd be later. I, or in general, don't stand behind the person. Yeah, I love that. Like, rule. don't stand directly behind me, unless you know. It's I let it's you. I'll like I'll <laughs> let you off the hook because literally today you stood behind me on every shot to see my swing. But I in general, yeah, you always do that. It's but in general, job. always don't do that. And especially on putting too, don't do that. Stand to the side. Oh, yeah. don't did we already say this? Don't walk while other people are putting. Uh, Is that true? Because one girl in college, I was playing in a college tournament, and she was like. Quit walking. And I just, I, I was like, okay, why can't I just walk over to mine? I, I don't know. But is that a rule, an edit? Just, I don't know. I would, yeah, I would say, like, you should be respectful respectful of other players, like, turn. Mm-hmm. So if someone is putting, like, you shouldn't stand there and wave in the background. Or, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> yes, like, yes. You need to be still. You need to be quiet. And then when it's your turn, you go up there. Like, I remember, too, when I played in college, like, I don't know if this is a girl thing or like a thing in general, but if someone wanted me to play bad, they would literally like rip their glove off in the middle of my swing. Oh, to, like, sheesh. Yeah. No, I know. People like, girls Rude. are mean. <laughs> I know. Um, but those are like, just, yeah, be quiet. Don't move. And if you're annoyed, like this is how people get you. 
Yeah. You know? So, um, but I would say, yeah, like on the tee box too, that's what I noticed too, is when you're teeing off, just stand behind, but like at an angle, you know, don't be directly behind. And that's, a, that is a caddy rule because yeah. a caddy cannot stand behind you because mm-hmm. it's, I don't know exactly how it's like put in the rules book, but the player should have the ability to line up their own shot. Yes. Because it's up to you to like do that. The caddy can tell you what I think you should do, but I can't line you up. So I have to move over if I'm your caddy. Yeah. So I think that's, yeah, that's a good rule. So um, one last thing. I I mean, those are, those are pretty good. Our most rules that we focus on. There's so many more that we will probably cover down the road. Yeah. But I feel like pace of play, golf attire, and just that etiquette around the greens is kind of a really yeah. big key thing. And one more thing too about like the pace of play. And this is, you know, with the tee boxes. There there are so many different tee boxes. And I tell this to my beginner ones too, because they get very like worried when they go out and play. They're like, I don't know if I'm ready. I don't know if I want to do this. And I tell them, like, listen, just if unless you're in a tournament, obviously, but unless you're in a tournament like you can literally tee off from like the 150 and just start from there and then yeah. work your way back like there's a there's a program called uh, operation 36 and it says like how to par every hole and they start from 25 yards and if you can make a par from if you can finish nine holes shooting even par from 25 yards then you get to graduate to 50 if you can shoot uh, par from 50 yards, then you graduate to 75 and so forth. Right. Oh, so it's smart. like a graduation thing. Oh, well, of course. So I took that idea and I, um, doing it this summer. And so I have a lot of people, um, you know, that signed up for it and they're playing. And I think that a lot of us think that we're way better than we are. <laughs> and like 25 yards doesn't sound that far, but that means one chip, two putts on every single hole if it's a par three, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and so I think that's, just keep that in mind. Like you don't have to hit from the back tees. Like even if you are a man, it's okay to Thank hit you. from the red tee. I feel if you're not playing the set of tees that fits you, you're about to have a not so fun round of golf because exactly. it just doesn't fit your level. Look at your game, right? Like where is my game? Like what's the yardage? How far do I hit my clubs? What tee boxes are going to fit my game? But overall, pick a good tee box that will fit your game. We will be happier. You'll be happier. And you're actually going to walk away from the golf course not mad. And that's always a good thing, right? Yes. All right, Annie. How do you want to end this episode? (laughs) The best quote, you know, I found from the internet. Can I say it? Yes. (laughs) Even if you're playing bad, Make sure that you play bad fast. There you go. And that concludes our episode for today. Yes. We'll talk to you guys later. Bye. Bye. Thank you for listening. If you enjoyed today's episode, we would love for you to share the podcast. Thank you.